wherever you are at on your journey at the moment, your journey of faith, I want to encourage you to hold on, to keep going, to stay on the journey with Jesus. Stay on the journey with Jesus. Um, one of the key scriptures and what it means to be a follower of Jesus is what the Apostle Paul shares in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. We live by faith, not by sight. And it's, it's really hard to live like that sometimes, isn't it? Is it just me? That it's re- it can be really hard. I mean, when I, earlier this week, when I'm there with my mouth open and they're taking a tooth out, I'm thinking, is this really the right way to go? Because you are causing some serious damage in there. But um, honestly, it was terrible. You're not bothered? Honestly, I rang my sister and she was like, yeah, fine. Like, no sympathy at all. Nice try. But like, sometimes you think, is it really worth going through this? But you've got to trust the process, haven't you? If someone says, get your tooth out, you've got to get your tooth out. Um, But it's not easy to live um, a life um, by these words. We live by faith and not by sight. When all you can see is hurt, when all you can see is confusion, when you're in pain, um, when when you're around brokenness. It can be difficult to hold on to the promises of God when you are holding on to those things that are consuming you. When fear is consuming, worry, anxiety... It's hard to live a life of faith in God when for us today, we can't physically see Jesus ourselves. But Jesus says these words, which are for us today, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So I want to encourage the church, whatever pain you are going through, whatever battle, problem, frustration, whatever wall is in front of you, whatever mountain you are up against, keep on journeying with Jesus. Do not let go of your faith in him. Hold on to him. You can keep going and you can keep on the journey of faith. Some of of us might be thinking, I'm struggling to see Jesus in this journey right now. God has just gone silent. He isn't with me. Those are the lies of the enemy. I want to say that that's not true. God is still with you and God is still for you and he wants to reveal himself to you. Whatever locked room, whatever locked prison you might feel like you are in, Jesus is going to break through it and he's going to stand right in front of you and reveal himself to you. I really believe that today and it's what happened to a disciple called Thomas and I was drawn to this passage in John chapter 20. Amazing things happened in John chapter 20 as we see the empty tomb. Come on. Jesus is alive. He's not there. And he reveals himself to the women and a few disciples. But Thomas, he struggles to believe that Jesus is alive. I mean, John chapter 20 from verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now, Thomas 
called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again. And Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Amen. I feel sorry for Thomas. Like, he's been given this title, Doubting Thomas, where... But when you look into the other Gospels, Thomas wasn't the only one who struggled to believe. You know, in the Gospel of Luke, it is Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, who tell the, the disciples of the risen Savior, and it, was, and it was recorded, they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. This, of, all, of course, all changed when Jesus came and stood among the disciples in the locked house. Now, we do not know why Thomas was not there with the disciples he was in hiding because Jewish rulers were after him. He was a close follower of Jesus. Maybe he was just going through such a tough time. He was going through grieving, sorry. He's just seen one of his closest friends being beaten, being mocked, being put to death on the cross. So many feelings going around Thomas this time. And we can relate to that in, in that kind of circumstance. We all respond to traumatic experiences and grief very differently. Some want to be alone. Some need to be with people there's no right or wrong way about it. However, looking at this passage with Thomas withdrawing himself away from the other disciples meant that he missed it. He missed that encounter the other disciples had with Jesus. And even when the disciples come and say these words, we have seen the Lord, Thomas just didn't have any of it. He just struggled to understand that Jesus was alive. His sorrow became greater than his faith in who Jesus was and that can happen to us our pain may have looked greater than our faith and I want to say that's okay we're human we are going to have moments of doubt we're going to have questions with what we go through yet it was this process of pain that Thomas was going through this process of uncertainty where he began the journey of a of a powerful encounter with the Lord Jesus and that is what can happen for us, Jesus can come and meet you right where you are. If you're going through pain, battle through the pain. I'm opening my mouth. I'm battling through. I'm thinking, when is this going to be over? When am I going to see some kind of breakthrough here? But I want to encourage you today, stay in the journey. Hold on because Jesus wants to reveal something new in your life. When, it might, when you might be up against it, when you don't understand it, when everything seems to be crumbling around you, Jesus still wants to reveal himself to you in those moments and you might be thinking I don't know who I can talk to I don't know what I'm feeling I don't know where to be 
I'd encourage you to speak to other followers about what you are going through. That's what Thomas did. He could be real with the disciples. We can really learn some lessons from Thomas. He spoke about what he was going through. Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. Thomas, had, Thomas was speaking what he was processing. We need space for that, don't we? We need to have community where we are able to just vocalize what we are feeling, what we are thinking, and what we are going through. So join the Alpha Course. Join life groups. We need to be in small settings where we can just be in a safe place where we can be real and thinking, you know, I don't get this. I'm struggling to get it. That's why I talk to Andy all the time. I was like, even me, even as a pastor, pastors struggle. Pastors feel empty at times. And I say, I'm saying, Andy, Andy's come to me. And I was like, oh, I'm struggling with this. And I'm like, I'm struggling with this. And that's why we need one another. We are on the journey together. So I encourage the church family to not just come on a Sunday morning, but to get involved in the week. Who are you connecting with? Who are you talking to? Because we need to have that safe, comfortable environment where we can speak honestly. Because it's in those moments where we speak honestly where Jesus wants to come into your life. We've got to keep creating an atmosphere of being real with one another. Do not be afraid to ask the questions. Keep on talking to one another. So it's interesting, in John 14, when Jesus is comforting his disciples as he talks about him leaving to be in his father's house to prepare a place for them. He says, you know the way to the place I am going. And this was another one of those moments where the disciples didn't really understand what Jesus was on about. But it was Thomas that spoke up saying, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? It was this question which led Jesus to reveal one of his significant statements of who he was. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Thomas asked the question. Jesus revealed that wonderful statement. We need to keep on asking the questions because if you don't ask the questions, you will struggle to see the wonderful goodness of who he is. We've got to be honest Ask the question because you never know how much that question could impact you. Be honest and speak about your doubts because you never know how much your doubt could change you. It was these honest words from Thomas, unless I see the nail marks and put my fingers where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it, which still led him to a powerful and marvelous encounter with Jesus. Thomas was being real. He vocalized his questions. He spoke of his doubts. He was wanting to find the answers for himself. Yes, Thomas was known as a doubter, but his doubts had a purpose. It was all pointing towards God. The journey of faith requires us to keep talking. It requires us to be real about what we are going through. And this journey will lead to more questions and more questions. It will lead to more doubts. We don't have all the answers but if you do have the big questions, that's what Pastor Andy is here for. You know, he's right here. And we have Gordon Neal, you know. So we've got plenty of pastors in, in the church where you can ask those questions. The truth is we'll never fully know it all. There are certain things that God has revealed to us which makes faith possible today. One big thing, revealing Jesus into our life. We will never fully know it all, but what we can do is continue to be real and be honest with ourselves and with, with, with one another. Speak it out to God. Speak the reality you find yourselves in to other believers, just like Thomas did, and continue to explore more and believe you can right now, today, 
meet with Jesus. Jesus spoke these words, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. In a way, Thomas did ask, unless I see, unless I see the nail marks in his hands. I want to encourage you to keep asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking on the door, no matter what season you are going through. The journey of faith requires us to speak out what we're going through. Secondly, what we can learn from the one known as doubt in Thomas is that we can join in community. Verse 26, a week later, his disciples were in the house again. And Thomas this time was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. This time Thomas was there. This time Thomas was there. He missed the first encounter, but this time he was there. A week later, I wonder in that week what was going on in Thomas's mind. I wonder if Jesus is alive. I wonder if Jesus is here. I wonder if Jesus is walking around this area. What I might do is just stay close to the disciples, the other believers who have said, I've seen the Lord already. I might just stay near those guys and just find out a little bit more. I'm drawing myself in. I want to encourage you to do not distance yourselves from other believers. We've got to stay close to one another. If you begin to distance yourself to other believers, you begin to distance yourself from, from God. We've got to stay close to one another. Thomas stayed close. He stayed near the other disciples. Maybe if I join in community with other disciples, I can see it for myself. It is better to go through the journey together than to go through the journey alone. And sometimes you might feel like you're the odd one out or you don't quite fit in. I'm not as holy as that person. I don't read the Bible as much as that person does. That person prays so much better than I do. It looks like they're handling that situation better than I am. I've thought about joining church, but I just don't think it's for me. I don't think the time is right for me. The church, the community of believers is not meant to be a place of judgment or comparison. It's a place of belonging, and it's a place of togetherness. And Thomas wasn't criticized by the other disciples. He wasn't judged by them because he didn't believe what they were saying. He explored it for himself by joining with them. And then once again, Jesus came and stood among them. And this time, Thomas was there. Amazing that Jesus came again. So Jesus continues to come again, come again, come again, again he continues to chase after you even though you're not seeing it he continues to keep coming after you chasing after you i'm here he's still saying i'm here i'm with you in this pain i'm with you in this valley can you not see i'm here he comes again 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 he constantly chases after you he doesn't give up on you he knows you he knows that you have doubts. He knows that you'll have questions. He knows that we won't understand it all. He knows that we get it wrong, and yet he chooses to come again and again and again. I love it in the message transla translation when Jesus stands in, in the locked door again, the locked house again, and he stands, and Thomas was there in the message translation. He says, as Jesus stood among them, he focused his attention on Thomas. He focuses his attention on Thomas. Jesus knows you, so when he comes, he focuses his attention on you. He's not distracted by anything else. All he wants is you. All he wants is you. He wants to say, look, I'm here. I'm right here. Journey with me. I'm holding on to you in this time. Do not let go of me. We've got to keep 
on the journey of faith by keeping close to other believers, keeping close to Jesus. The challenge for us is creating that environment for him to meet with us. If we're going to create an environment of stubbornness, then it's going to be difficult for Jesus to meet with us. But if we have our hearts open for Jesus to move in us, then the difference can be life-changing. Create the environment by joining in community with other believers. Joining life groups. Joining teams. Join on alpha courses. Join in with other believers. Do not give up on meeting together. The journey of faith involves us to speak about what we are going through, to join in community. And finally, we begin to find a greater revelation of who Jesus is. Thomas said to him in verse 28, when he stood and saw Jesus, my Lord and my God. Thomas declared who, Je- who Jesus really was. Jesus was his Lord, his Savior, and his God. What a revelation Thomas had. This was the ultimate statement of faith. And Thomas was, in fact, the only disciple who directly addressed Jesus as God. The questions and doubts from Thomas led to faith because he expressed them honestly and looked for answers. And he found more than what he was looking for. Not only finding Jesus alive, but recognizing that Jesus is the God of his life. See, faith in God is found in the person of Jesus Christ. Look at Jesus and find how magnificent he is. He is supreme. He is divine. He is your creator. As the writer of Hebrews says, he is the pioneer and the perfecter of your faith. See, we can choose to lead a life of faith by simply focusing on Jesus. Pete Gregg said these amazing words in his book, How to Pray. It is his job to perfect your imperfect faith. Yours is just to stay focused on him. He goes on to say, Hudson Taylor, the great apostle to China, said that the issue is not greater faith, but faith in a great God. Pete said he was right. Don't focus on faith. Focus on God. So I encourage you all today, whatever you are facing, focus on God. Focus on Jesus. Focus on his word. Focus on his presence. Focus on prayer. Focus on him. As Jesus focused his attention on Thomas, Thomas focused on Jesus and was filled with awe of who he is. Jesus today is the God of your life. He is the God of your life. And even though we've not physically seen him, today we can believe. Jesus says, blessed are those who have not seen, yet have believed. Choose to lead a life of faith by deciding to journey with Jesus. You can find him right here in the Word. You can find him in community. You can find him on Alpha courses like Holly did by journeying with other people. We have a living hope today. And that is good news. And sometimes we can fix our life by focusing on just the things that are going on around us. See, if you imagine... Andy, can you help? Help me, Andy. If you imagine that this rope is your life, this is existence. This is your existence. And this bit here, just this little bit here, this is your time on earth. This bit here. And in this short time we have, we, we're consumed by lots of things that are going on around us. You know, we've got lots of things going on. We've got family problems. We've got careers going on. 
and we've got money problems, lots of stuff. We get consumed by things going on around us. But the Bible says, set your minds on things above. Do not set your minds on earthly things, but set your minds on things above. And the wonderful thing for us today is that because of Jesus, because Jesus is God, because he's revealed himself to us, and because of what he's done on the cross, is that we have all this to come. We have all this to come. All this where Andy's going right down there. Everlasting life. Life in all of its fullness right here. Life with Jesus forever and forever. Just ignore Andy. He's just trying to be annoying. He's just, Andy's just trying to tie everyone up. <laughs> but we, we, can focus, we can focus ourselves on this part, can't we, so much? But things begin to shift when we have our hearts and minds fixed on what is to come. Set our minds on things above. This is what's coming for our life, everlasting life. So what happens here? Where is it? So forever and forever. What happens here determines what happens forever. So here we've got to do everything that we can. And we've got a moment. We don't know when our time's up, do we? And we have one moment, that one decision, which can impact the rest of this. Do you want to spend the rest of your life with Jesus? Do you want to spend the rest of, rest of the life with no more pain, no more suffering? That's what it says. That's good news. And so we've got to do everything that we can today to invite people. To bring people into the community of believers, to bring people into the presence of Jesus, to prepare the way. We've got, we've got this time to make that decision. Are we going to give ourselves to Jesus, the one who paid it all for us, so that we can enjoy life in all of its fullness, forever and forever. Amen. That's good news for us today. So I encourage you today, wherever you are in your journey, speak about what you are going through. Speak honestly what you are going through. And you can do that by joining in community. Join Alpha courses. Join life groups. And as you do that, you can find a greater revelation of who Jesus is in your life. Jesus continues wants to reveal something new in you and through you. Let me pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you want to break through the prison that's maybe surrounding us at times. You want to break through the locked doors. You want to break through the pain. You want to break through the battle for us. Thank you, God, that you are there. And I pray that we, as your church, as your followers, we can continue to go on the journey of being real with one another of just talking to one another, of staying close to one another and being real. And I pray that as we go on that journey together, we can find a greater revelation of who you are in our lives, God. Thank you, Jesus, that the promises that you have given for us are alive today. So I pray that we can walk into our week with boldness and courage, knowing that you are for us, knowing that there is a plan that there is a good future in store for us. Thank you, Lord, that we have that wonderful hope of a lasting life with you.
So I pray that we can shift our focus with our minds not being so fixed on earthly things going on around us, but set our minds on heaven, set our minds on you, God. Forgive us, Lord, for setting our minds on things around us too much. Forgive us, Lord, for not putting you first. But I pray that as we move forward in this season, that we can look heavenward, we can look to your glory, we can look to life in all of its fullness. Because, Jesus, you have paid it all for each and every one of us. You've made a way. You took our place. And I need to let someone know today that Jesus went and took your place. He didn't need to, but he chose to. He died on the cross for you. He died on the cross for you. And it, it was because the Bible says that the penalty of sin... The penalty of sin, the penalty of the wrong that we do is death. So God decided to send Jesus to be put to the cross to be that penalty, to be that sacrifice for us. And that is the amazing grace is that someone has took our place. God turned his face away from Jesus when he was on his cross and he's turned his face towards us. We just, it's just so hard to explain that, that. It's hard to explain the great love that God has for us, that he sacrificed his son Jesus so that we can have a relationship with him today, so that we can go on that everlasting life with him. And so if you're in this place and you're hearing that message for the first time with with heads bowed, with eyes closed, I want to give you an opportunity. Like I say, you have a short period of time in this life. You've only got one moment. You might have one moment, one chance. Can you give your life to Jesus? Can you give life to this living hope? I want to give you an opportunity for you to respond today. If that's you, can you raise your hand if you want to give your life to Jesus? If you're in this place, thank you. I see a raised hand this morning. Amen. Bless you. Please, if there's anyone else, bless you. Bless you. Do you want to give your life to the Lord who has given himself for you? Is there anybody else this morning? Thank you. Two people, amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I want you to know that God is still alive today. God is not dead. God is not dead. God is not silent. God is not hidden. He is there. It requires us to just keep journeying close with him. And we can do that by speaking honestly wherever we are. Joining community. Do not let go of one another. Stay close to one another. So Father, bless every family, bless every adult, every child that is in this church building today, people that are streaming in online. I pray that you will cover them with your love, with your presence, with your joy, with your strength, with your peace, that peace that passes all understanding. Jesus, we invite you in our week. May we walk with courage and with boldness, knowing where we belong, knowing what we are a part of. Those two people that responded, that is the best decision that you can ever make. And we celebrate with you today. Can we give a round of applause for those two that was responded?